0: is rising
1: on an emerging generation of kings they have a beautiful smile but they don't use it they have long hair but they don't make it they have hands but during prison worship they are not clapping they have a fantastic voice not even just to sing but for voiceover but one audio message did not even released on Instagram how many of you know that there are some reels where the sound for the reels have reached millions of people and somebody you know what this girl called is it life on a banjo anybody knows life on a banjo beautiful voice and and that goes viral. That you don't have to wait to be on radio or television. You have audio-visual propensities, possibilities, and you can record something and it goes viral. Say what is this I hear about you? I, I can't hear you because you have your voice, but I can s- to tell the person what is this I hear about you that during the message you're not responding. What is this I hear? Next line, hear what it says. Give an account of your stewardship for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, watch this, what shall I do today? Today, oh, I will voice. It's not in the text, but my mind. Scripts is okay. <laughs> what shall I do today? Well, today's not there. What shall I do? Question mark. For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. Now I have a couple of problems. This guy says, Number one, I cannot dig, I can't use my hand i am ashamed to beg so i've made a resolution of what to do i have resolved what to do please look at somebody say even if you're in trouble make a resolution about to be fired make a resolution about to lose some clients make a resolution about to lose ground make a resolution in other words make a firm decision That when I am put out of the stewardship, I have resolved what to do. That when, not if, he was sure he was going to lose his job. When I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. Now that I'm going to lose the retirement benefits, I'm going to lose accommodation, I'm going to lose all the other uh, amenities that come with this job offer, I need to be able to provide an after-employment strategy that keeps me relevant, that keeps me off the streets. So what does he do? He called every one of the master's debtors to him and said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And the first one said, a hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50 instead of 100. Follow this. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? So that one said to him, a hundred measures of Elubor from mile 12. That's Lagos version. Uh, and he said, take your bill and write 80. So the master, what does the master do? Let's read verse eight together. You're going to love this one. So the master commended the unjust steward. Why? Because he had dealt shrewdly for the sons of this world. I can't hear your voices. This world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. Read that alone with confidence. Okay, please read it with meaning. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of life. Verse 9, and I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is list is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is list is unjust also in much. Verse 11. Therefore, if you have not been faithful, In the unrighteous mammon, that's money. In money. If you're not faithful in material things, who will commit to you? Who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise other let's read the last line together you let's read the last line together you cannot serve god and now i want to please be very honest with me how many of you find this parable a little bit confusing just a little bit just be honest if you want to engage it it's it's sort of like different from the parables of jesus um, that has a hero or a good guy in the story and they have the bad guy who's the villain in the story, right? And then you say, okay, this good guy is God and this one is, right? Now in the story, he gives us a different presentation and is speaking about a rich man. That rich man, he had a lot of resources, but then he also had a steward, somebody that he put in charge of his estate, of his possessions, of his resources. Now, this rich man hears that this guy is not taking care of your business. He's messing things up. He's just allowing people to run away with your Elubo and your oil and all of those kind of things. Pay attention to him. The rich man then comes and says, hmm, what is this I hear that you are squandering my resources? Um, See, I don't have time for games uh, because many rich people don't play with their money, have you noticed? And I'll tell you why some of the reasons that is the case, right? Because the more you've invested in generating something, the more value you attribute to it. Isn't that so? Isn't that so? Which one are you likely to protect more? The iPhone 13 you bought with your money or the iPhone that was given to you as a gift? Which one? The one with your money. So the more money you have generated through constructive diligence and effort, the more protective you're going to be of it. True or false? Alright, what it also means is that those who have, have a greater sense of having and responsibility. And those that do not have, have a greater sense of not having and a higher level of irresponsibility. So one of the ways, one of the ways to actually have more is that by having more, you develop your responsibility quotient. That's subtle, but it's important to realize that what grows in you when you have more is not just what you get more of is the capacity to handle the more that you've gotten because there's a difference come on you can put your hands together for that if you if you understand that because there's a difference between your gift and your capacity the fact that you have gifts does not mean you have the capacity to handle your gift your gift is like the stone your capacity is the energy behind the stone and the sling that you can use to release the stone so there are people who are multi-gifted but they're little confused because they lack the capacity to put their gifts together in the row. Can I talk to somebody right now? Oh yes. This is the reason somebody who has just one gift and great capacity will accomplish more than somebody who has five gifts and no capacity. In fact, the one who has five gifts is going to be employed by the one who has one gift because that one gift he has the capacity not only to handle his own gift but to assemble other gifts in tune with what he has in his mind, high five yourself until your palm, palm blushes and say, Dabi Lola, develop capacity. Shout aloud and say, develop capacity. And capacity is not just about infrastructure. You can actually have infrastructure without the capacity to use it. You can have a barber in your village who's used to using blade. How many of you grew up in an age where people still used to use the blade before the clipper? How many of you grew up just the blade and the comb? Who remembers when you were two or three? The blade and the comb. The blade and the I remember the first time I saw the barber's clippers. I must have been around maybe seven or eight or maybe nine before I was 10. It's like, wow, this is amazing. But do you know if somebody has the capacity for the blade and the comb and you give him the clippers he might actually destroy your head because he has new infrastructure but old capacity so it does not make a difference that God gives you fresh infrastructure if your mind is still old your results will be old but I sense that there is somebody under the sound of my voice this morning who is breaking the limits of pre existent experiences who is saying God I am ready for the next level of capacity if that's you raise your hand and shout, I'm ready, I'm ready, Lord. Please let your capacity be reflected in the volume of your voice. I am ready, Lord. Shout. Ready, Lord. So this man who's rich is not only rich enough to accommodate his riches, he is broad enough, he has capacity to manage the estate. So he calls this guy and says, what is this I'm hearing about your stewardship is going to be taken away from you. And so this guy says, ah, what am I going to do? Now what does it mean? In other words, you're losing your employment here. So what this guy does is that he goes to all the people who are owing his master and he says, what are you owing? This one says, I'm, I'm owing 100 measures of oil. He says, write 50 there now it looks like he's lying right it looks dubious come on somebody talk it looks shady <laughs> I love what Jada said it is shady right come on talk to me but the master commended him so some people that believers are throwing shade at God is commending because A human being, watch this, who is not anointed, but is a better manager, is more useful on the earth than somebody who's anointed and a poor manager.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm going to teach so you can understand it. Now, if the guy did not go out, to collect anything from this guy. If he left the employment, he loses his job and the boss loses all of his money. Get it? Get it? Get it? The audience says you are fired. If it goes, I'm fired. I've been looking for another job all along. Like some people do when they're fired. I want to leave this place. If you are fired, still do something of value before you leave. Oh come on somebody. If he left the employment, the hundred measures of, measures of oil that the master was being owed, the master would never get it back. The hundred measures of, of oil that the master was being owed, never get it back. Flour never get it back. Well, he cuts a deal with them and says, write 50. You write 80. So the master gets 50%. He gets 80%. He loses his job, but guess what? He gains accommodation in their homes. follow this believers somebody say my mind is here my mind is here because what has happened to many believers is that we understand the prayer equation but not the management equation we know how to pray let christ be formed in them but we don't know how to say god let my sense be seen in them so we limit everything to a prayer equation instead of engaging negotiation people skills people developments futuristic thinking data analysis accounting metrics is somebody here i, I wish i could preach to somebody who really understands what i'm saying because why would jesus commend somebody doing shady deals jesus is saying there is something my children need to understand that they don't seem to get that is not the shady deal I'm commending, but is the negotiation and the management of situations. That the steward was not crying about losing his job. He did something about securing his future. give me seven people who understand this Lord give me seven people who are not just clapping not just taking notes not just recording but seven people who will really understand the spirit of what I'm saying somebody shout Lord I understand it by by your spirit he said take your bill sit down quickly and write 50. so there was a crisis but this steward is a "Jesus, a He still found value in the void. Whereas many believers find void in the value. Are you here? Kuga are you getting a little bit? So Jesus then says. The master commended this guy for shrewdness what is shrewdness shrewdness is what you might call street smartness or quick judgment or uncommon thinking to make sharp decisions so this is not a parable that gratifies or endorses sharp practices there is a parable where God is saying there is a certain level of wisdom that believers do not demonstrate And so the master commended the angel steward because he had dealt shrewdly. He had understood the corners. See, one of the reasons that Lord believers don't do well in politics is there's a lack of this. So he said, The wise as serpents and gentle as. Doves, so they ask you at an interview, believer, or you want to negotiate a promotion or pay raise, and they ask you, so where do you see yourself in five years? Say, I will be on your seat, sir. Look at your neighbor, say nonsense. Say, say you think say so, you did wise. <laughs> Are we seeing that now? Some of the shout shrewdness shout don't just say shout don't just say so so what what would would you suggest and then you start with sir I've been waiting for you to ask this question thank God you asked I feel this organization the way you're you're running it down no shrewdness or can we talk right now or you enter into an industry you're like we're here to take over they are there to take you down? He said the, the sons of this world, of this age, of this generation, of this time, they are wiser, they are more tactful, they are better at managing things, circumstances, situations, scenarios, death, talk. They are better at handling resources than the children of light. Isn't it amazing that can be a son of light and make light of the light around you as light? Some of you have no idea the value you can extract from your unbelieving boss. So what can he teach me? Fallen man, uncircumcised Philistine. Meanwhile, he knows something well enough to build a conglomerate where you sought employment. Somebody shall use your sense, use your and somebody say, use, use, he <laughs> He might have fallen in the spirit, but his brain is very high. He's rising very high. His brain has not fallen. So Jesus establishes that. Now, what is the parallel? Here is the parallel. The key spiritual parallel is this. That just like the steward who was in charge, we believers, God has put us in charge Of his resources. Somebody say I'm a rich man. Then say I'm a steward. And my father is the rich one. So father is the rich one. He puts a steward over his resources. I'll talk about stewardship and what it means and implications. He puts his steward over the resources to take care, to manage, to direct, to uh, organize, to control. And all of that and all of that. And so we are that, we are that steward. Now, just like we have mismanaged certain things whilst we're in the world and some of us still in the faith we've mismatched time how many of you sometimes think about five years ago and you realize there's some opportunities you missed come on wave your hands don't be shy maybe 10 years ago maybe something I'm teaching you now somebody I taught you seven years ago but you're like I didn't do anything about it or maybe you had an opportunity to get one of those grants or loans from CBN or the oil company and just despised it you submitted a daily or let me just talk about another one maybe you were supposed to buy MTN shares last year but then you miss them and they pay dividends come on don't let me say some things on camera (laughs) and and when, when your friend got something like hey lost opportunities but they are coming back in the name of Jesus it's good to see you ladies lost opportunities are coming back for you in the name of Jesus that amen is sounding like you are mismanaging it So you can see, so we've lost some opportunities like the unrighteous steward or the unfaithful steward. And so when he says you're going to be fired, that fire in there is like the equivalent of you are going to die. That man has fallen and man will die. In other words, you're going to die. This guy, you're still in my purview. I don't know how many days or how many weeks after the conversation, but he, he lost the job. So you're going to be fired from the earth because original man fell he mismanaged the garden and the wages of sin is what now when you use wages is that an economic term or not that means your life on earth has economic value economic implications are you here are you here now when you're dealing with transactions you use words like goodwill and good faith Okay. Write them down. Gonna study what that is. Right? And then you have compensation. You have words like rewards. These are HR terms. These are conversations that God has in his economic assessment of your life. That there is a part of your life that has economic implications and is beyond naira and copper. It's about the value create for eternity. So we're like the steward that was told, you are going to be fired. You are going to die. Somebody's looking at say, you're going to die say we are gonna die tell them you will die at the right time the right way as an old long life at an old age when long life you will satisfy and show you his salvation okay. what it means appointed for all men to die so the matter of death is also an appointment. Appointment has to do with time. So time is a resource you can't joke with. Oh, come on, somebody. So this man knows he's going to die. But the steward is saying, "Oh God please don't let me die. God, please. Neither does he go complacent and quiet. So many believers know there's an expiration date. But we're not doing what the unbeliever uh, steward did. So what did the steward do? He went out and went to those who were owing the master. So like the believer, we go out to other human beings. What does he do? He discounts their debts. So the believer is to discount the debt that others owe. In other words, God sends someone and says, partner with that person, you get to that person, the person is rambunctious, it's difficult, it's overwhelming, or you get a job somewhere, it's less than ideal, discount it.
0: Discount
1: it this is the reason have you noticed unbelievers they make so many compromises to be able to achieve the results they want but in many believing circles just because somebody said something you didn't like and someone looked at you funny or somebody didn't invite you to be a part of the chicken frying committee or or the piano assessment club in the church you said oh no i refuse to be a black and white keyboard i will be an organ and all whatnot and you leave look at your neighbor say be wise there are people who have walked out of jobs three months before the billion dollar deal broke through and somebody else that replaced them on the job took all the bonuses that god had for them somebody say be wise The people who've broken up of relationships that just an issue, I'm not saying stay in an abusive relationship just an issue and then they broke up and five years later the wife of the person they broke up said thank you for not marrying my husband he discounts that why? because he realizes that just as you are in debt I'm in debt makes sense so when somebody has done you wrong you've also done God wrong so discount their debts He said by so doing you're using money the master's resource to bless to encourage and support he said when you fail that's that line that fail is when you die when you lose this body what will happen is what you've used money to do the good you've used money to do has earned for you rewards in heaven and they will receive you into everlasting tabernacles which means that when you took money video that day that was your last transport fare and you gave it to that woman on the street as a ministry of mercy that person, that account it registered in heaven the same way they are withdrawals and deposits on earth let me teach you in case you've never heard it they are literally withdrawals and deposits in heaven so every good deed on earth that is done by faith and in love has an equivalent riches or equivalent riches registered in heaven what does it mean some people will be poor in heaven yup true oh you didn't know that huh? somebody said, now you know now you know say now you know thinking has entered the house literally and Jesus teaches on many accounts he said go and sell all you have and give to the poor that you might have riches where in heaven so what registers in heaven is not money what registers in heaven is kingdom value that you got when you gave money away if it's just two people clapping please clap from the bottom of your heart what does that mean? every offering registers in heaven every percentage give registers in heaven every prophet's offering registers in heaven when done in faith and love every arm you give registers in heaven you build something and it's an orphanage or soup kitchen or home for the widows and all it registers in heaven are you hearing that? please help me look at your neighbor say how far would you account in heaven this is? how far? oh boy how, far now? how they now? to go. good If we were to see your ATM card in the spirit. Is this still brand new? Because if it's brand new, that means you're not transacting. This is the, my money must not go below a certain level gang. Even when God speaks. (laughs) At least you can laugh. Sorry for look at your neighbor say how rich are you in heaven please tell them with boldness and confidence say how rich ask them are you in heaven do you now see some of my own motivations to make more money because jesus thought he taught it that you can use money on earth to buy estates in heaven it's in the bible all three. in this text is in at least two or three other citations so what it means is he's saying that this guy he secured his future by discounting the debt of those who are owing the master and then negotiating a space in their homes in their houses so what it's saying is for you who discount the debt of fallen man and other people and even other believers and you still minister to them you give of value to them when you get to heaven there will be a reception of all those people that you have helped oh yes first Peter says that if you do those things then there will be a grand reception so not everybody's reception in heaven is grand so people will enter and before an angel appears to them they'll be walking and walking give me share wow nobody's uh uh us see one angel faints in the background Come, 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 come. Hurry up, Joe. Cho- <laughs> come quicker. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm your servant, but come. Thank you, thank you. Who's next? Okay, so from that, I see you. Come, come, come. Well, there's some people see, watch this this is the reason check it i believe one of the reasons i've never died before but i, <laughs> I believe <laughs> i believe this is one of the reasons right remy that some people before they die they're already smiling you know this the <laughs> because they're already smelling the spiritual rice. They're already feeling the glory. I'm not saying everybody who dies crying will not be received. What I want to settle in your spirit is that not everybody will be of the same ranking and status in the age to come. That's why the Bible says God is not unjust or unfair to forget your labor of love. Justice means that there must be a gradation of rewards. We can't all get the same thing if God is just. We all get the same righteousness. We don't all get the same rewards. Each man's works will be tested by fire, whether they be of gold or silver, wood or stubble, hay or any such thing. And then every man's works will be made visible in the light. Somebody shouts stewardship. Look at your neighbour. Say, how's your stewardship these days? Now I want to talk about stew. Be like, ah, how's my stewardship? I I can cook a very well now. My ilala is very strong. My my stew game is is it fish stew, meat stew? chickens to you, so they don't chicken out on you so this is what the text is but then jesus now gives a financial master class after the parable and says give me the next line give me the next line it says and i say to you make friends for yourselves using money you can use money to make friends and the kind of friends god is speaking about is not the friends of the earth yes how do i know Because it says that when you fail, that's when you die, they may receive you into an everlasting home. So I'm not sure again, I'm just using my creative imagination. This is pure conjecture. There might be people who have mansions in heaven, but nobody comes to visit them. Or in the new jerusalem because there's no friend to welcome them but there will be some that will say it was because of your post i got saved it was because of your charity given i went to school it was because of the transport fare a robber didn't attack me it was because these are the friends we're talking about because watch this jesus said that if you pray in the visible dimension and people see you you have already received what your
0: reward
1: So to everybody who does things for eye service and visibility. Well done, sir. Well done, sir. Well done, sir. Is this helping somebody? Is he a paradigm shift? (laughs) Now when you feel them are receiving to an everlasting home, the old man, the old woman, the old young girl, the young boy, that you helped, that you supported, using is specific about how to make this kind of friends. He's not anointing. Now I pray for you. He's not anointing. He's saying you took resource from the earth. You partnered with a ministry or a minister or a prophet or a pastor. And because of that, he was able to release more books or more songs or more messages and more lives got saved. God said there is this, the way you have friends who receive you into everlasting habitations is by using money. Why? Because people worship money on earth so you put money to shame to give God his fame God said I'm going to make you famous because he can outdo me wow and I tell you learn from this make friends for yourselves for eternity by means of the wealth of your righteousness that is use material resources as a way to further the work of God so that when it runs out I love it that it's the men that started clapping because men don't joke with their money. That means somebody is getting somebody something. That means somebody come and somebody give God praise. That means you can from today begin to dictate what's going to happen in eternity. Don't forget it's fellowship kind of near. God wants you to be an active participant in the outcome of your future. Somebody shout, I will secure my future. you're so generous, you're so generous, true but you also get why I want to be like my father give even to those that can't give you back give even to those that can't help you back don't just do strategic giving aka refined bribing positional gift now it's negotiation, it's all right. It's PR, it's whatever in your space I'm not talking about bribe, but I'm saying uh, just somebody has been good to you. Ah, this guy so that the relationship will not spoil for business. Let me give you that one. You know why you are doing it. So when you get why you are doing, that's the reward for that. This one is I'm doing it for God and for love. God said, "This one, you have friends in eternity." <laughs> I love that. Hey, I love the ah. People are getting it. Are you getting it? Then Jesus gives this master class. Give us verse ten. And it begins to explain about money. He says, He who is faithful in a very little thing is also what? Faithful in much. Now, please watch this, people. He does not say, He who is faithful in a very little thing will be faithful in much. He does not say, Will be. Is. Which means that the little he's demonstrating faithfulness in now is only a small part of the much that is already available but is only accessible through faithfulness and stewardship in handling the very little he can see. Therefore, faithfulness is rooted in faith because for me to be faithful, I must be full of faith that what I'm faithful in is not all there is to manage. I want somebody help me now help me now that means that when I'm being faithful I am actually operating in faith because I am managing this resource with the full conviction that God's got more. And so even though I'm earning just 50,000 naira, I'm putting in 250,000 naira effort. Because I'm not waiting for external gratification. I'm generating internal motivation. I'm bringing my A game to their Z table. Come on. I'm bringing the best of me to the worst of them. Because I know that my boss does not sit on a chair in the boardroom. But he sits above. He sits above all that is my ceo that is my manager my md and so even though my body is serving in this company my reality is that i'm serving my father and as i'm faithful in very little i will i will also have more to manage and he who is dishonest in a very little thing is also what dishonest in much so let's look at a couple of very interesting things that many of us will need. God is big on stewardship. He's very big on stewardship. After this, it says, if you are not faithful, give us that verse. He says, if you are not faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will give you true riches? Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of earthly wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? So that means earthly wealth are not true riches. Don't forget, we started off with wealth and riches. And then we did rich in God. You remember that? So money, pound, stallion, mark, Yen, CDs, CDs, Cedis, Cedric. They're not real wealth. What is real wealth? Anointing, glory, power. What it means is this that. The way you are handling your finances has bearings on the spiritual resources in your life. In other words, the state of your material management is a reflection of your faithfulness in the things of the spirit. So somebody cannot say, oh, you know, I'm not really good with money, but when it comes to anointing, I'm good. No, what Jesus is teaching is that if you are dealing with money poorly, you are not maximizing my anointing upon your life. Why? Money is material. It's easier for you to detect, to handle. It's there for you to know when it gets missing. But anointing is invisible. When you start losing it, you don't even know. Grace is invisible. When you start losing it, you don't even know because you're still going through the motions. And if you're a preacher you're still doing or- oratory. If you're a singer you're still doing your singing. If you're an administrator you can still add up the numbers, but it's now without the anointing. What Jesus is saying is do not be deceived. The way you manage or mismanage money is a reflection of the way you manage or mismanage my grace upon your life. If you can shout yes. Just say mm. Just say mm. You joke are you getting it do you believe it do you understand it this is the reason before god gives people a lot he gives them a little he does stewardship before he raises to kingship joseph has to be a steward of bread and fish for his brothers and when he passes that assignment, his stewardship is elevated to stewarding the house of Potiphar. Then when that has already he's passed the assignment, he stewards the emotions of people. People thought it was a demotion for Joseph's going to the palace. No, it was a promotion. Why? In Potiphar's house, he was managing material resources. In the prison, he was managing emotional states. Some of you are in a job that pays less, but spiritually you are promoted. Lord, come on, somebody. Because don't forget, God doesn't see money as true riches. So sometimes less money means greater grace. <laughs> and then He stewards the resources, the dreams, the emotional states of the bottle and the baker well and then what does god do somebody wake kenneth up she's sort of like sleeping now what does god then do what god does is that i did i think i did a post on sleeping this morning it could actually help like right so what does joseph do when he passes the test in the prison then he's raised to steward everything in the nation are you following so you can grow in stewardship. As a matter of fact, stop craving kingship, grow in stewardship. I like fire clapping, but if you're clapping, can you clap very well? Like, because if you jump up, you come down. If you go up, you come down. But if you grow up, you stay up every level of stewardship increases your capacity to handle what has been released in the earth so who will commit to you to your trust the true riches how will you be the trustee this is the reason look through the bible there's almost nobody that got to the palace without stewarding somebody's private space Esther had to serve Mordecai, David had to be a servant over his father's ship, then after Saul's house, then after Saul's emotions and mental health, before he then stewards the resources of 400 men in the cave of Adullam and then he becomes king. Are you following this? i want to prophesy over maybe three or five people here you have already been faithful you have already gone through the stages you have already it through the difficulties and the rhythms of disappointment and now it is the time for your manifestation i proclaim concerning you in the name of jesus that you rise you rise and you enter into that place if it's not you i'm talking to say nothing do nothing shout nothing but if it's you i'm talking to shout yes Lord Your energy is to rise higher. I want to prophesy to somebody who's been at the gateway for a long time. You have been at the gateway. You can see through the bars of the gate. You can smell through the bars of the gate. You can feel through the bars of the gate. You can move through the bars of the gate. But now a chariot is about to fast track your movement. A chariot. In other words, superior infrastructure will come from nowhere according to you. And you are going but moved into another level with speed God is raising voices is raising vessels and is raising sponsors to promote his agenda concerning your life if it's you I'm talking to show yes stewardship what is stewardship stewardship means taking responsibility for the resources within my space Taking responsibility for the resources. Taking care of something. It could be a large household. It could be money. It could be time. It could be energy. It could be a prophecy. It could be a community. It is basically the responsibility of managing an estate. Managing an estate. It would be completely wrong for me to make suggestions about how you can manage earthly resources for earthly good if I don't first lay the foundation for managing earthly resources for kingdom good, for eternal good. What does the prophet Man, The word says, when he gains the whole world, if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul. So stewardship is I'm taking responsibility. It is the art of making wise use of natural resources provided by God in the earth. Wise use. Wise use. So if you're thinking about stewardship in terms of kingdom uh, realities, you're utilizing and managing all the resources that God has provided to advance his cause, to promote his glory, to support his people and the people that he has made. So stewardship manages everything that is in your life. Your time, your energy, your resources, your intelligence, your character, your opportunities. Some people here have had so many opportunities, but you need to start stewarding them. How about your ideas? I've shared this many, many times because everything that works for me, that is good for me, I want to share with you. Are you hearing this? How many of you have heard me say this before? I get a melody, I record it. I get a sound, I record it. I get a line, I document it. Why? Stewardship. It's to worship. So many of you get melodies and I just one repetitive melody. now so it is. That then you sing it when you when you you're not singing to get songs. so you're singing for meditation. You stay there. Like this song, I was a, I don't even sit to say I want to write songs. So what happens? Sometimes I get a melody, I meditate, I fellowship with it. It becomes a chorus, maybe also because I'm, I'm good with words and all of that. And then I might want to write some lines of the verses or some lines of the bridge. So I do. I still do the work, right, of crafting and framing and syllabic synchronicity and all of those kind of things. You still have to do that work, right? But I'm saying at the core of it, my desire is not, I want to die if I want die, if I die. No, I'm fellowshipping and I'm stewarding that. A sound drops, I document it and you put it. So you pay attention to everything that God is bringing into your life. And so some of the words on that stewardship, management is a word similar to stewardship. Guidance, control, regulation. This is the reason a life that is not regulated will become irregular. Regulation. What do you do? What don't you do? What are you allowed to do? What are you not allowed to do? When do you fast? When don't you fast? Regulation. What's the minimum offering you give? There has to be a minimum. It cannot be haphazard, emotionally driven. It's part of stewardship. There's somebody here now. Handling. Governance. Oversight. So one key word there is manage. Somebody say manage. Media, if you can get my debaters clip. If you can get that debaters clip. On, you have it. It's audio good. Manage. Now, in managing, and and this, I learned this 2009, I was on this show called Debaters. Uh, I'm going to show you a video clip now. If you laugh. If you laugh at the way your pastor was looking. (laughs) But the reason I also want to show is apart from the management stuff I, I dealt with there. I also want to show you so you can see how I've managed my life. And manage my opportunities, and manage my resources, and manage my exposure and manage my platforms. Are you following what I'm saying now? Do you have the, v- the audio? Let me know that you have the audio. So I... Look- so I was on this show called The Debaters, 2009, sponsored by GT Bank, a couple of other companies that was powered by Moabudu, right? Um, before she, she had the company called, what was the name of the company? I can't remember right. Pardon? It was never in life at the time. Of course, I remember. Moments of Remo was, sh- was the show. I think it was Inspire, Inspire Africa, Inspired for Africa or something that it was called, that business was called at the time. So there was this oratory um, show. Now, how did I hear about the oratory show? Let me know when you have the audio. How did I hear about it? I was in the place in my life where, I was in between, where some of you are now. I was in, bet- in the in-between season of my life. But there's something PLT says often, she said, she says, downtime is the best time to prepare for uptime, right? So I was in that place where it was like a downtime, but I was not slowing down. I was using what I had. At the time, I was staying with a friend. Many of you know in PMs. I was staying with PMs at the time, and I just used to read and study and invest and take care of whatever I had. Whatever money I, I had, I would invest it in knowledge or training or skills or sometimes even other assets. And one of those, I was in the house and I saw a, a, a newspaper. And I was flipping through the newspaper and I saw this advert called the, uh, "advert the calling for the debate, this audition in Kano, in Harcourt, in Lagos, in Abuja. I'm like, man, this is my kind of stuff. Let's go for it. So of course, hundreds of people, or maybe even thousands applied at the time. There were series of auditions and they were trimmed down all the way to 14. The show was all about you being in the house. It was called the Oratory Academy, I believe, Oratory Academy, right? Um, and, and then you had to, you were going to be given a topic, but you wouldn't know what size of the topic you would speak on. So you get training from British Council and some American, the USIS at the time, and uh, some other agencies and some other life coaches would come to the house. Very, it changed my life in many significant ways because it gave validation to my gift and gave me a platform. Um, and the theaters is, don't say, oh but I don't have a platform. Stay faithful. The platform will come. Stay faithful. It's stewardship. Stewardship is God's pathway to promotion. It is not aggression it's not politicking it's not politicking it's not manipulation it's not envy it's not attack it's not assault or stewardship and so this particular debate was about management men are better than women or you have to argue for or against but again don't forget you wouldn't know what you're arguing against just up until the time you're about to walk up to the rostrum. so please watch this Help us to what his voice, please. We we'll listen. All right. Okay. Why was they trying to work on it? At that time, this was the time. <laughs>
0: Management issues All right, so managers are men. against. Article for female managers. And your opponent is Oluwatoibo on the opposing side. Distinguished file of judges, ladies and gentlemen. The word manage has its origin in the Latin word manegere. It means to handle a horse. This is indicative that our nations and organizations are horses that must be harnessed not ponies that shall be pampered when we observe this it becomes important for us to understand that in the horse race for better performance higher productivity and greater prosperity a keen sense of competition is an indispensable ingredient for success from an early age men are groomed and trained to compete from the seven-year-old lad who cannot do without his playstation to the 17 year old boy who boasts of his good grades, to the 70 year old man who takes pride in the largeness of his extended family, men are wired to compete, to command and control. This gives them a the competitive age, edge in the management world. I do agree with our opponents that women have more nerve connections in their corpus callosum, the part of the brain that adjoins the right side of the brain to the left side. However, the fact that women can do a lot more does not mean they can do a lot better. We must remember the wise words of management guru Harvey McKay, who said, we must never confuse activity with efficiency. Men have the capacity to focus. As a matter of fact, he forgot to tell us that men, because they are more in with the left side of their brains, have the capacity to propose solutions to complex codes and abstract problems. You would agree with me. The most management decisions have to be made on the spur of the moment. This is one essential skill that men are endowed with, that many of our equally intelligent women do not seem to have. In conclusion, a research reveals that men are able to work better under pressure, they handle stress more effectively, and of course they work longer hours. These skills are required for effective management. To so undertake the rigorous responsibilities that come with it. We admit the women outclass, outshine, and outperform us in several activities. But when it comes to management, let's leave it to the men. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you, Talkmates Atiku. Time for cross examination.
1: Alright. And, and they and then and then there's there's cross examination after the police. Please, you can take the video because of time. I I need to, maybe we'll show the full video in in the second service. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're making me blush right now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. But you can see the growth, but can you see the seed? The hairstyle, (laughs) you can see the growth, you can see the seed. Maybe I'll talk about that in the second service. But see, the major thing here was talking about management, and it's from a word the root word for manage is manage. Now, a manage is a place where you train and keep horses watch this now so it's a secluded area it's it's compartmentalized and so management in the original word means to handle a horse Yep, to so handle a horse now if you get a wild horse i you never seen a wild horse before he does not want to go where you're trying to lead it he does not want to carry you where you want it to carry you he does not want are you following now so it's a metaphor for your money. Your money is like a wild horse. It always wants to escape from you. Have you noticed? You got a million naira and you're like, where did it go? You got 500,000 like, ah. uh there was a time in your life when 100K was sort of like good. But over the last maybe three or four months, you've seen that you spent maybe a million or two million or three million. Look at somebody say, Your money is like a horse. You have to tame it. Some of you did not look at your neighbor, but look at two, three, four, five people. High five them if you can and tell them, Tame that money. Tame. Tame that money. Tame it. Your name might not be tamy, but you can tame it your money might be eaten up by a termite but you can tame that money so management means to handle a horse this is the reason it takes a certain level of capacity to conquer money and there's a difference between riding other people's horses occasionally and having your own because having your own horse costs a lot You have to feed the horse. You have to wash the horse. You have to take care of the horse. You have to be there for the horse. You have to harness the horse. You have to prepare a stable for the horse. Are you following this? you have to have a system of supply for the horse this is the reason many people die broke and some people die penniless because they did not develop the capacity to manage the capacity to govern who am I speaking to? but I don't know who exactly this one is for but you are maybe in the stage of life where I was I went on international television while squatting with a friend look at your neighbor say from squatting to global talking to are not here but if you're in a one bedroom slap me I slap you back apartment if you're in a place where you have to stay on the queue to have your shower or take your bath if you're in a place where you have to depend on friends or you're squatting with somebody or maybe you're just in a place you don't like right now how many look for two people tell them manage it well manage it manage it well if you are squatted when you wake up still lay the bed if you are not faithful with another man's bed who will give you your own when you're going back to the house don't just eat the food every time once a week buy a crate of eggs or a dozen of eggs manage it manage it well if you're boring somebody's car to use don't return it with scratches and gashes and dents and, and bends, and then pretend as if you didn't know when you hit somebody and when you rammed it in somebody's car make sure you take care of it wash the car put some feel in it who are the new kingdom managers I'm speaking to this morning where are the spiritual stewards I'm speaking to this morning where are my money managers are where are my super stewards are where are those who are not worth the desire yet but they are going to manage this moment look at somebody say don't wait for the perfect moment this moment and make it perfect manage that money well, manage your time well, manage your energy well, manage your relationships well, manage your esteem well, don't feel so low, don't feel too high keep yourself in the tension of power with humility authority with meekness fame with an
0: everyday
1: heart It's like a horse it's trying to get away from you haven't you noticed you have not noticed this is the reason one of the worst things to do in this world is to keep money stored and saved in a place where it can get stored all the time somebody will come for it because money was designed for movement that's why we call it currency a current speaks on your current moves so, if it's not moving further into your future, it might be moving to somebody's past. Manage it well! For you to manage a horse, for you to handle it. See, that's why I said that one of the opening lines in the debate that organizations are horses to be handled, not ponies to be pampered.
0: They
1: are not puppies to be pampered. Haven't you noticed team lead? Have you noticed team lead? You stand maybe the team with 10 or 12 people, but two or three of them have gotten away. Because matter is always seeking movement. And so if matter matters enough, you must matter enough to make matter matter. You must move and manage it. Hold it! Pull that horse. Is there anybody who's gone to a fun fair before and you did the bull riding? You know, riding. Have you done the bull riding thing before? You guys, have you lived? Because, because many things I ask, like you don't know who life or not just I, Like I'm pulling things from different places. My wife will be like, "Peters, how do you know all this? How, how do you know?" Because I'm like a child. I'm curious. So I'm soaking things like a sponge. That's why I also need strong filters because I absorb a lot. Very absorbent. (laughs) I need to go for frequent services. That's why I have spent a lot of time worshiping. Therapy, worship, cleansing. Are you following? Have you done the You haven't done the bull ride, you know the bull riding thing? You've seen it. Boom, boom, boom. When you see somebody on the bull, it looks very attractive and fun until you get on top of it. First of all, your thighs are hurting you like bad. And then you're trying hard to hold the horns of the bull. That's where the expression comes, take the bull by the horn. So if money is like a horse, Nigerian economy is like a bull. Shaking, wobbly. Go and ask even the billionaires, you know, Dangote, his refinery was supposed to be ready, I think by June or July. Now they've shifted it. If a whole billionaire can have his project delayed, why you complain that yours has taken three extra months? That's why they say, look at what they say. Have you noticed? In stock exchange, the market can be bullish or bearish. Both of them are not good. Which one do you prefer? A bull in your house or a bear in your house? Except it's a teddy bear. Unfortunately, there's nothing like a teddy bull. But there's red bull. But you can't bully me. Because I have the redness of the land. I have the redness of the land. And if you eat enough lamb, you can defeat any bull. I have to deal with the backing dogs because outside are the dogs. You know not in there in your Bible? Everybody reach and say, Lord, upgrade me. Lord, upgrade me say say with men and say with men and throw up your hands say Lord I'm serious Lord upgrade me you cannot be a kingdom influencer and be slow. you cannot be a kingdom influencer and be a love shall say Lord upgrade me whatever gaps I have from my education and exposure fill it up God so it's trying to get away from you you got on the job it's trying to throw you up throw you off balance everybody trying to attack you and god says how can i entrust you with a herd when you are struggling to manage the bull the bull of you don't even have the bull you still have the teddy bear what's teddy bear pocket money pocket money and you haven't learned how to manage it and you still blame your dad and your mom in your mid-twenties going on thirty that the money is not enough. Somebody say, I receive sense. Management! So, Minister Solomon, the very first, and I'll teach more in the second service, that God entrusted man with was a managerial assignment. Genesis chapter 2. It's okay to remain standing. I'm almost done. Genesis chapter 2. Give it to me. Where it says that God put Thank you, Bussala, for that. But you can also put, they're not poppies to be pampered. Genesis chapter 2, 8-9. to nine. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he puts the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I'm looking for the verse that says that God gave him to tend the garden i think that's the verse before that actually
2: verse
1: where's the one that says that god gave him to tend and keep the garden get it for me get it for me oh yeah somebody shout i'm a good manager you didn't quite manage your voice as well shout i'm a good manager 15 verse 15 thank you then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to 10 and no 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 let let us see to and to and not to pretend to keep it to manage it To manage it. To tend and to keep it. Now please understand something. When many of us think about the garden. Or what God gives us. We think. This is how we read it in our minds. This is how we read it in our minds. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. To enjoy it. All the fruits were there. The water was there. And all we think Remy. Is that we just think of enjoyment. Isn't that so? Isn't that so? I want to go to the garden lush, lodge. No noise pollution or whatever. Let me ask you a question. Have you been to a pool before? At least that one you've been to a pool before. Come on, raise your hand. Been to a pool before? I'm not saying do you swim. Have you been to a pool before? Pool. You know sometimes, Dan, when you go to the pool, you're going to see somebody with a, with a basket or that thing removing leaves. Leaves, right? clean it up then sometimes they will drain the water and put chlorine in it that's a pool is it fun to do that to a pool well is it fun maybe the first day you might be like ah, something novel out of the three or four times that's novella (laughs) you'll be like no no this is not all fun and games you don't like it now well Adam had four leavers to take care of four a river that broke into heads, which means he had to ensure that there were no overgrowths don't forget there were no other human beings so he couldn't employ labor to trim the plants to monitor the nettles to weed the floor to uproot to prune to cut are you following what I'm saying he did not put him there to enjoy he put him there to test From who? Two things. Internal enemies and external enemies. What are the internal enemies? The overgrowth. Because when plants sometimes overgrow. They stop producing fruit. There's a way a plant can grow so much. That it begins to block vital elements of itself from receiving sunlight. Similarly a believer can become so full of so-called revelation. That he has no fruit to show for the kingdom. He cannot manage himself he cannot structure his life he cannot put resources together he cannot handle responsibility he cannot be counted on he's not faithful enough to be dependable for long when we give him an assignment we have to have plan B and plan C sometimes because we can count on him and the Bible says like a foot out of joint or a toothache is an unstable man you can release your full weight on him you can say I know he'll be there I know she'll be there are you following this now? So again okay, we don't see enjoyment in this equation as a matter of fact Adam would be the one to determine his enjoyment by how well he's able to keep the garden talk to me. I can't give you energy I can give me ice talk to me to God so internal enemies the things that might try to go in the wrong places garden stop the lion from entering the water because it cannot swim so protect the lion Train him not to go to the water it was a lot of work it was a managerial assignment it included delegation, supervision asset management infrastructural upgrade human resources inventory how many lions are we now at how many giraffes are we now what are the is doing? This is the reason the first man had to be supernatural. Because fallen man cannot even conceive the complexity of such an assignment. So the full measure of the Godhead was in Adam. And God said, I am the CEO in heaven. But you are the branch MD on earth. This explains why the church is so rich in anointing. But poor in transformation. Because we have a lot of activators, but very few kingdom managers. The first assignment was not praise and worship, it was not there, it was not preaching. The first the original assignment was not preaching, preaching has been given to reconcile men to God so that as they're reconciled to God, now they can come and manage what Adam mismanaged. is enrollment, recruitment and training. Church is training school. Kingdom influence is governmental management.' It's asset management, God's asset management. Why? The earth is the Lord. It is the Lord's asset. Are we here?? Is somebody's mind changing? Now you know? I've even done it before in my less knowledgeable days, aka ignorant days.
2: Be like, Raise your hand and say
1: in the name of Jesus I'm not a manager, I'm a director. I don't manage, I direct resources. Because you think management is, ah, I'm just managing. No. Management is stewardship. Management is taking care of what you have on behalf of another for the benefit of others. So an effective manager has to be selfless because he does not promote himself to possessor. He has to be meek and humble. This is the reason when Jesus preached his first message he said blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Why? As I now the meek have not inherited the earth. Why? The earth is still the Lord's. Thereof, so when he's given the man, when he's given man the earth in this season, he's not given them as an inheritance, he's given them as a responsibility to manage their portion of it to the best of their ability. And your portion, the portion you're able to manage effectively, determines the portions that will open up to you eventually. I love that. Someone needs to get, Remy, are you getting this? Because you all go need it. God has put you in certain circles and certain spaces of influence where this knowledge has to become ingrained and enshrined, first of all, in you, and then in those of you. Kenneth, are you are you listening to this? Are you getting this? Management, you have time. What are we doing today? That means if you don't have something as basic as a to-do list, that means you are not giving your day an assignment. We'll teach more on that. so how do you how are you, how are you a good manager when there, is, when there are no targets when there are no milestones and people think that these things are motivational concepts you see the interesting thing about those who attack motivation is that they have enough motivation to attack motivation because you have to be motivated enough to attack something there is nothing the enemy has perverted that has not come from God when the Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of Man came to said, well, that's motivation. For this reason. When Jesus said, I must need good Samaria, that's motivation. The compulsive drive, an activation, an injection of strength. Not aspire, inspire, conspire, aspire, inspire, conspire. aspire. Somebody shout, I'm a good manager. If you can stay for second service, don't miss it because I have more to share as this horse is trying to get away I've got my bridle I've got my rope I've got my whip sometimes you whip that money you whip it into shape you hold it together how can we trust you with more of it if you can't handle what you've gotten so far how can we give more to you when we can't get out of your hands what we gave you so far how can we trust you with 10 million when we can't trust you with a portion out of the 1 million how? like you see sometimes believers act as if God is a fool And Paul knew that that's why I said in Galatians 6 said, Do not be deceived. God is not a fool. So you know how just be like "Mm, don't worry when I become rich. No, he that is faithful in very little is faithful in much. So at stages of your life, there are certain things your friends can do, but you are not qualified to do. Change your phone just because you're bored of it. You don't buy a new car just because you have the money for it. You don't change your wardrobe just because you're tired. Management. Are we here? So the internal enemies, the overgrowth and the complexity of managing the avian world that's the animal world and the bovine world with the cattle and, and the aqua world aquaculture we have marine science and the topography how to create it so that the giraffe doesn't hook its neck in the tree as it moves he had to trim the branches he had no plowshares fix it Adam God gave Adam a garden didn't give him a garden tool some of you have a guy like we have the tools fix it you are me in that place you are me in that place you are me don't waste my image don't waste my likeness don't waste my power don't waste my capacity don't waste my character i told i done something last week we we're talking and i was sharing some things with her i told her one of the things god was laying on my hand I was brewing and she was like man Peter, i should do this I said, like i'm working on it that's that's why i'm sharing it with you and i said the reason i want to do this stuff it's because I feel that many times as believers, we are wasting the power of Jesus. When I said all power has been given to me and all somebody's praying for is a necklace and the chain and the wristwatch and same card that people who don't even mention the name of Jesus can afford over and over and over and over again. Which means that if we we're to put together the financial equivalent of all the requests and desires of many churches, there are many billionaires in the top 10 that can pay it off like this. Gotta be more. Somebody shout, there is more. Say, I lean in for more. Manage it. And the second we will look at the finest bread and two fish. Fantastic management skills that Jesus fantastic. When I'm done with the analysis, you will respect Jesus afresh. Manage. Ask my wife, me I'll talk about circle services. I moved in that direction. When she met me, I was in that hostel, a glorified hostel. It was for those who are just there working and then for rich students. People who are just graduated didn't have enough money to pay for a full apartment. That's where I met my wife. Story for another day. But don't worry, there were men men's wings and women's wings and we did not
2: do any. By the way,
1: I have to say that we didn't do hanky panky because the fact that there are men wings and women wings does not mean you cannot grow wings. hostel and then they shut the hostel down so I had to go squat with a friend. And from Squatting with a friend, I moved back to the hostel, the bigger room in the hostel. Then from the hostel when they reopened and renovated, then I moved to a three-bedroom house in Awuyaya. Now, these days, you know, if you drive by that place, it looks near. Why does it look a little near? Because there are now many buildings between VGC and all of you. have taken the trip to that place. Development has gone wild. That's why you must go and buy land in Iberia, then start buying its closer. are you are you following let Right, go 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 and be buy buying buying. Well, but let me share. Let me share. I just want to share because I like to. Repri- I'm sharing my life with you. Is that okay? Raise your hands. Let's pray. broke a deal I will not waste my pearls any no longer. Raise your hand. If you don't want, it, it's okay. Raise your hands and glorify God. I wanted to share some things with you there, but you guys are not already. Jesus said I have many things to say to you. are not. Hunger has a sound, hunger has a look. I don't know what you might have noticed. I'm one of the hungriest men you've seen. People will say, You're accomplished. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for God. I'm hungry for more. So when I say, well, full, eh? It bothers me. It Really does when I see people who are hungry but they are full, in other words, you are starving, you have scarcity, but you are full. How can you be satisfied? Gills are blessed that they that hunger and thirst after an invisible world righteousness. Raise your hands. The Lord needs me, I'll share in but I need hunger. I can hungry. be hungry. I can't be hungry. God gave Adam a garden, no garden to fix it, Adam, because you are me in that space. But I have a job, but the benefits are not enough. Fix it. Create a system that allows the organization to come to a place where it's completely unreasonable for them not to increase the salary. Fix it. Steward it. Steward it. The first man had no sponsor, he had no partner, no investor. God give him capital and still working. Someone say I need capital. Before you need capital, you need capacity. Because your capacity determines what you will do with the capital. Someone with greater capacity and little capital will get more done than somebody with great capital and no capacity. Sianamananos, Yamanados, Boradiga Vela Brusani, Cabando Vilanasis,
2: Savalados, Lepoveta, Shibina Kevelate, don't see via Tarsha, Repi, Vidina, Sotavella, Karsha Tarts, Capacity, O oh God, O oh God, I receive the wisdom and strength to steward the gifts you've given to me in the name of jesus can we just drive it this for 30 more seconds the wisdom the strength the capacity to be able to steward all you've given to me in time in resources in money in relationship oh god i don't want to waste them i don't want to waste them oh jesus i receive wisdom i receive strength i receive capacity in the name of jesus thank you because you've answered our prayers thank you jesus for your word thank you for light and revelation thank you for wisdom and understanding thank you for opening our eyes to see and our ears to hear we give you all the praise father we give you all the praise father we pray for our father jesus we pray that you will strengthen and refill him in the name of jesus in jesus most and gracious name we've prayed hallelujah can we jam our hands together to celebrate jesus